Hey everyone, I'm Matt Marchesello. And I'm Tanujaram Chal. This is Seek Human Spaces podcast where we explore how to embrace our humanness while smashing oppressive norms. Today, Matt is going to be sharing things he wished he did differently in college. Good to be back, Tanusha. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm excited for this episode and to hear <laughs> about your experiences and what you would have changed about that. Yeah, me, me too. You know, it, it's, I don't know if it's a good concept to be fascinated with, but I, I, I love the idea of regrets, not what they bring up, but um, I'm appreciative of what they can do right? Mm -hmm. If handled with care and properly. So um, this is something exciting for me. Thank you once again for having me and talking about this topic. Yeah. And I think there are certainly a lot of lessons we can learn from looking back. Um, What is uh, one of the things that you wish you had done differently? So it's funny because when I look back, one of the things that I wish I did differently, and it sounds like a cliche being in an advisor role, but I wish I was more active with advisors in my program. I felt like in a lot of ways I drifted through school and the resources were there for me and I never took advantage of them. You know, so when I talk about sort of this limbo state that I felt like I was in until I met someone that was very kind to sit down with me and and talk to me about a a future um, prior to that, a lot of regrets that I had was not using the resources that were available to me at the time and, and not seeking them out. Um, so I think that that plays a drastic role within my life because it reshaped my future for me. So that would be, you know, I have a lot, but that would certainly be sort of a major one that I, that stuck with me that I tried to kind of use to reshape, to help prevent others from maybe bringing on that same regret that that I lived with for, for a very long time. And I know this uh, by you working with students as well, that a lot of times, uh, many of them feel that they have to have things figured out before they can even go see an advisor. And the whole point is to actually uh, use those advisors. That's why they're there to help you figure things out. And I wonder... What would it have taken you in college to actually make that happen? Like, what was it that was holding you back? Yeah, and I think that's such a good question. It was the confidence. You know, Mm -hmm. I think very much to that note, I felt like I had to have things figured out, right? And and I think just as students, right, or or just as, as even being younger folks, we look at those like in advisory roles or professors or, or any any anyone that sort of is is as we look at like higher than us as authoritative figures. So in a lot of ways, I felt like I didn't have the confidence uh, mm. to sit with someone and feel like as if I was wasting their time. Like mm. if I didn't know what I wanted to do, then how can I ask someone to take time out of their day to sit with me and explore that. I didn't think that that was their job, you know, so I didn't have the confidence to sort of sit in a seat and say, I don't know what to do, or, or I don't know where I'm going. Can you help me? And kind of in constant with that is also anxiety, very anxious. Mm-hmm. You know, I think anxiety held me back a lot, especially during my, my academic years in college. 
So I didn't, well, those two are, are a pretty bad combo. So a lack of confidence and some anxiety there definitely, you know, are major drawbacks in, in taking the next steps that I felt I needed to, you know, when I spent my four years at school. Especially when we think like we're in college and we yes. should know <laughs> what we're doing. And at a certain point, it's important to let go of all of that pressure that we put on ourselves and mm-hmm. to say, listen, I'm, I'm here I'm figuring it out and I'm going to talk to people because I can learn learn from their experiences and I can learn from them advising students who are in similar positions as me. Yeah, and and I really value that because it's it's sort of scary how sometimes we really hold this sense of shame, right? Mm-hmm. Where if we're not doing it right, we're doing it wrong. Right. And, and, and a lot about life and its experiences is about being your vulnerable self, figuring it out. Right. If you're get if you're doing everything successfully, I guarantee you, you're not learning a lot along the way, you know, mm-hmm. and because with, with failure and with not meeting expectations, we learn, right. We understand how to adapt, how to get to the places we want to be. And I think that is such a valuable point because sometimes we feel a lot of shame. And I think that's where regrets come from is we felt very shameful to, you know, sort of ask a question that we felt was silly to talk to someone who we felt we were wasting their time to do things that we felt weren't important, but that we felt were true to ourselves. And with shame brings on a lot of these negative feelings and negative experiences. So it is such, it is such a difficult a bubble to fall into, you know, which is why I always try to, you know, I try to always bring this idea to whoever I'm talking to, which is I want to know the good, the bad and the ugly, right? Because mm-hmm. it's important for someone to know, doesn't always have to be bad, like talk about the good, like, because there is more there to learn, even when things are going great, there's something to learn from that, because maybe you're missing something, how do you continue to keep things going good? And how do you help the things that haven't been going the way you want them to so but a big part of that, I feel falls under this idea of shame. And, and I think that's where a lot of these concepts derive from because it's it's our inability that we feel like we can express that to someone because of this idea of perfectionism. And I feel that an advisor who really cares about you is not going to judge you. You know, I also tell students to be careful of black or white thinking, where mm. the patriarchy conditions us to think in terms of binary, right, right, wrong, acceptable. Mm-hmm. Uh, unacceptable, uh, positive, negative, but, you know, things are, are, they fall on a spectrum and to be careful of that, because as you said, it can quite easily lead into shame, right? Mm -hmm. If you're not, if you don't fall in the quote unquote good box. Yeah. Yeah. It it promotes these false ideas and it's dangerous, you know, because Mm -hmm. you have someone who may feel very passionate about one thing, but if all they're hearing is the complete opposite of what it is that they, they want to pursue or do, you know, you're putting them in a box, right? And that's mm-hmm. the last thing that we want to do. We don't want to put anybody in a box. We want to leave them in a space to grow. So absolutely, you know, it's, 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 it's a dangerous game sometimes, you know? So it, it's important that 
you know, we're setting a foundation and we're, we're opening ourselves up to, you know, uh, open uh, communication. So, so, you know, students or anyone know that the, the person that they're talking to is going to help them fulfill, you know, their future to whatever they want to see or do. Mm -hmm. And wherever you are, you're, as a student, your experience is valid. And mm -hmm. you can bring that to any advisor and say, here's the experience I'm having. Um, help me figure it out. Help me work through this. As mm -hmm. opposed to thing, you know, where someone is making themselves wrong for the experience they're having and not seeking the support that <laughs> could help them through that. Yeah. You know, and what I what I appreciate about this conversation, too, is. The fact that I feel like you and I are connecting, you know, we're putting the points together and we see kind of within our own history that, you know, these things are, are similar where I feel like a lot of folks would love to talk about what they regret because I feel like it's sometimes a very taboo conversation, right? Mm -hmm. You're not going to talk about your shortcomings. You're not going to talk about the things mm -hmm. that you don't, you know, that you wish you would have done because then that might that might put you in, in in a picture where you feel like people will look at you as weak, right? That, you know, um, you're not capable of, of taking on the, the heavy stuff, right? And for me, that's how I felt for a long time, you know, tra traversing my college career, you know, that's, I sort of put myself further and further into the shadows of, you know, nobody else feels the same way I do. Mm. So why mm. am I going to talk about it? Because now I'm just going to put somebody else down. They're not going to be able to relate to me. And then all I'm doing is just, you know, rather than promoting a positive space, I'm making people not want to connect with me or talk to me. So I feel like what's essential to know about this idea of, of regrets or, or, or concerns or things that you feel like you're struggling with, right, is that others are probably feeling that same way, you know, and I always say, if you're feeling a particular way, right, we're very intuitive creatures, right? We, we, we sense, we sense others, you know, we have empathy, right? So we sense body language, we sense, you know, changes in, in behavior or, or speech patterns. So if you're feeling a particular way, odds are that person is too, that's an opportunity to connect. And for me, I wish that I would have taken those intuitions and those feelings. And I wish I would have connected with other people more because odds are I would have felt similarities amongst others. And that would have had me maybe make more connections and more friends and, and, you know, more opportunities for growth. So I just feel like this idea that we all live with regrets, they're human. So don't hold them to yourself. Talk about them. Don't let them turn into regrets. Try to get ahead of it. You know, um, that is a, a major, a major area of mine that I hold so strongly because we all struggle together. You know, we have different experiences, but we all struggle together. So even if somebody can't connect with you on what it is that you're talking about, odds are they can dig into their their treasure chest and pull something out that they'd be able to at least help you with, with their own kind of experience uh, of, of what it is, you know, that, that what regret we're talking about. Thank you for sharing all of that, because I, right now you're being so vulnerable and I, and this is something that is um, so underappreciated. I feel in our society as mm -hmm. a whole to be able to share those experiences, because then I can connect with you more when you're being vulnerable and you're sharing from that space. And that's, about you know creating creating these human spaces that this <laughs> podcast is about right 
And one thing that I think it's also important to acknowledge is that there are times that people don't feel safe to do that. So Mm -hmm. if you genuinely, someone genuinely does not feel safe in an environment to share, to be able to also acknowledge that and find someone that they can actually share that with, find someone where who they feel safe with to share that with, because, you know, a lot of times we don't feel safe in certain spaces or with a a person, for example, and then that gets internalized as, oh, I can't bring this up because it's not okay to bring this up. And it's not that it's not okay to bring this up. It's that that environment or that person, it's not safe. Mm-hmm. Right. And and not to not to like think like, OK, I just have to share in every single space because that could actually end up harming you. This has been my experience in college as well, where I met with advisors and I really felt that they weren't seeing me mm. like they, they they didn't you know, they were not taking the time to understand. They were just trying to fit me into a box. And that felt very unsafe. But what I did at the time was internalize this as shame because I couldn't bring my full self to that uh, that space and at the end of the day advisors are humans <laughs> right yes, we are and, we are <laughs> and they bring their own biases and they bring you know their uh, traumas and triggers and everything else mm-hmm. and it's important to also recognize if there's an advisor who you're meeting with and it doesn't feel like this is you know this is working out Listen, you're, if you're in college, that's an experience that you're investing time. You might be investing money. And if an advisor you feel is not serving you to speak up, and that's something that I wish I had done differently because I was meeting with advisors once and I was not going back. And it was just because of that shame of thinking I was doing something wrong or I was not good enough. Yeah. And and Tunisia, thank you for sharing that because I always live with this one memory in my mind that I'm very silent about, but, you know, I'll bring up when appropriate. Right. So I won't, I won't name the school, you know, I'm a, uh, I'm a CUNY native. I've been to a couple CUNYs. Um, but, um, when I started my undergraduate, you know, there was a time where I said to myself, we got to get on track, right. We got to figure this out. You know, it's, it's early enough. I could probably, you know, figure out maybe if I want to switch what I was doing. Cause at the time I was undecided. So I said, okay, you know, I have time to, to declare a, a major and, you know, possibly pursue an interest. And I remember talking to a professor my second year and a very, very incredible professor. Um, and I had, I had said to him, I said, you know, do you mind if I miss this class? I like to go see an advisor. I like to sit down and, you know, figure some stuff out. You know, he was very understanding and said, do what you need to do. Right. And I remember I went and from the moment I walked in and it was general advisement, it was like taking a ticket at the DMV, you know, like waiting for your number to be called. And finally, when it was my turn, I was there for like an hour. Finally, when it was my turn and I sat down, it was like a 15 second conversation. It was, Mm -hmm. here's your classes. Here's what you need to take. Have a great day. And I walked out of there feeling so defeated, you know, and, and that reaffirmed all those thoughts that I had, which was no one, you know, no one's why, why am I going to bring in this, you know, uh, indecisiveness, who's going to sit there, who's going to do that. And that reaffirmed it. And I think that's, you know, with you mentioning the the story that I connect with that, because I'm like, there are moments in time where other people play 
you know, very instrumental roles in sort of navigating others' futures where, yes, as, as advisors, we are human. So one person can live with the regret, but it's important that you serve the role that you need to, to try to limit that, that chance of the regrets happening. Mm -hmm. Um, But just a a story I thought was appropriate to just share that kind of brings up those, those feelings in terms of, you know, the role that everyone plays in an individual's life. No, it's very important for people to share these stories that someone who is struggling with something or is also perhaps, you know, trying to get help, but not feeling that they're connecting, that it's important that they understand that the problem is not them. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. What is something else that you wish you had done differently, Matt? If I could, you know, I, 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 I'm a humor type of guy, right? I like to be serious and, and, but I always like to throw in some, some fun stuff, right? But this is a genuine regret that I have. So if you don't mind me throwing in a little humor. No, um, go right ahead. I wish, you you. <laughs> right? I, I wish I pursued baseball in college. Never played for high school, loved the sport, always played growing up. And I always, I always thought that I wasn't good enough. So I never tried out until my junior year. Um, I tried to, um, I tried to sort of close that that cycle there, and and I went. And Tanuja, uh, there were there were folks, all students from from the college, in their former high school getup. They were like, they were like locked and loaded, and I was showing up with sweatpants, no bat, no nothing. I had to borrow everything. Um, but it was it was healing for me because it was great to sort of work up the courage to do something like that. I will never do something like that again. You know, I'm, I'm older now, uh, but I regret I regretted not pursuing it sooner. You know, I like I almost regretted the fact that I waited so long to do it. So it was healing that I, I sort of closed that chapter of my life. But it also left me feeling as as much as I had felt full, also empty with the fact that I, I wish I would have pursued my colleges, clubs, organizations, like activities, like extracurriculars sooner when I when I was in a better opportunity space and, and better shape, you know, to do so. Mm-hmm. And what is it again that prevented you from doing that? I, I, I was an anxious kid, you know, <laughs> um, and I, I always had this idea that um, others around me were better, you know, that, that they could mm-hmm. do more than I could do. Um, mm-hmm. And I think because of that, not I think I know, um, because of that, it made me feel like why waste their time again, that 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 concept of why waste their time, you know, um, and to be quite honest, too, and I think it, it, it wouldn't be true to myself if I didn't say I was lazy. You know, a big part of me was like, like, do I want to take the, the bus out there? Do I want to show up? Do I want to practice? Like that was a big part of it too, which is also a lot of self-acknowledgement, which was, you know, laziness, you know, that I could work on, you know, anxiety I could work on too, but that's a little harder. That's a little bit more internal, but it was laziness for me in a lot of ways. Opportunities were offered to me, you know, the hand was put out and in some ways I just didn't feel energized enough to, to, to extend my own hand. So I think laziness plays not only a big role in this example, but in terms of other experiences of regrets that I've had, which was, I just didn't take the time of day to, to pursue it. Yeah. And I, you know, if, especially if you're someone who went to a 
commuter school or you're going to a commuter school, right? Mm -hmm. It's different than being on campus where <laughs> you're right there and you don't have to think about taking the bus and all of that. And, you know, for some people as well, that may add expenses and it adds to taking away time from working or whatever is needed. What is it that you feel that was leading or causing you to not feel confident in yourself? Mm. I feel like there's a couple of answers that come up for me. And Tanusha hitting me with, with such great questions. I'm, I, I, I actually, I feel the engines in my brain really like thinking, you know, back. I think for me at that time, right? Because a lot has changed since then. Um, at that time, I felt like I wasn't bringing much value. You know, mm -hmm. I didn't have a lot of interest or likes, you know, um, mm -hmm. I, I was w walking dogs full time. That was supporting me. Uh, I had a good business back then. And to celebrate that as well. You know, I think that's <laughs> such a, that's, that's such a huge thing to be doing during college and getting money. It, it's there too. I always say there, there's school is a full-time job. And on top of that, if you're working, whether it's part-time or full-time, that is also a full-time experience too, because you're doing two very demanding things. So it is, it is. And thank you for so that. I would also challenge that laziness, uh, <laughs> laziness theory that you came up with before, because I am not sure that it was laziness. You know, I have a lot of people in my life say that because I'll say, I'm like, man, I'm lazy. And, and, and folks will like, look at me and go, what, like, what are you like, be, what are you talking about? And I, I think it's because it's this inherent like want to just do more, right? To just to just kind of, you know, uh, help in any way that you can, right? To put as much as you can in to feel like you can get all that experience back. And I think sometimes for myself, to your question, I fell under this umbrella where if I wasn't doing everything right, then I must have been doing it wrong, you know? Mm. And it didn't make me, uh, it didn't make me, you know, acknowledge the times where I went above and beyond, you know, and I think a big part of that was just not having the role models that I felt like maybe I wish I would have had back then, you know, advisors or professors or, or folks uh, in, in my circle that could remind me and say, you're doing everything that you can, you're not going to do everything right. It doesn't mean that you're doing it wrong. And, and I think for me, you know, not having that network, uh, that I felt comfortable with and vulnerable to exist in, I think that ultimately created a lot of these feelings and thoughts that that didn't help me succeed in the way that I look back and say, I wish I could have. Because when I look at today, and I say this with full, full genuineness, I'm very happy where I'm at. You know, mm -hmm. like it, it, it's such an incredible space. I love it. I love the work. I love what I'm doing. But it would have been nice maybe back then to, to have a little bit of an idea of it, to not have to struggle for so long before I ended up in a place where, you know, I, I feel like I can talk about how happy I am. So um, I just think those those played a key role in, in, in how I felt back then and, and how it how it affected me to today. Yeah, and that thought, right? If I'm not doing everything right, right, I might as well not even do it. Mm -hmm. And you were saying before how unhelpful that is. And it's so important to question our thoughts as well. That's driving behavior. Because when you talk about your experience, I see somebody who was actually very active and doing things. <laughs> and 
you know, and also putting that pressure on yourself and how dehumanizing that could be, mm-hmm. um, you know, to be to be involved in everything. And I also, when I talk to college students, to so tell them that you don't have to do everything. And there are lots of things that are presented to you, but also make those choices consciously, not just make them because somebody else said that you have to do everything. You don't have to be a part of every club or you don't have to be involved in every activity, but learning that, you know, learning to trust yourself, which is what confidence truly is Mm -hmm. in terms of what is, what feels right for you. Um, And it sounds like baseball was something that really (laughs) was right for you. Um, But it's also important (laughs) that you're not taxing yourself to the point where it just exhausts you that leads to a whole other set of problems. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, 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 you know, we can get into a whole thing about that. And, and that's why I, I, I value that point tremendously, because if you do it to yourself, I promise you, you're going to burn out. And then mm-hmm. at that point, it's going to take you 10 times the amount of energy to get back. Right. Mm-hmm. And then you are going to fall in this spiral of, whatever regrets you've had, you're going to add, add more and more on top of them because you you're going to push yourself to a point where it's going to be, you're, you're in debt, you're in debt to regrets and it's going to be too much for you to catch up. And now you're just trying to sort of make the best of what you have now. So a hundred percent agree with that point. Yeah. And again, like I, I'm so appreciating how vulnerable you are and I just want to point that out. <laughs> And how many people can probably relate to what you're saying? What's something else that you wish you had done differently in college, Matt? Yeah. So something that I wish I would have done differently was um, transfer. I I think I would have liked to experience maybe other institutions or or maybe um, a different setting you know, I feel like sometimes we fall into this habit where if things aren't working, we continue to stick around with it or or we continue. And this can be for anything, right? It can be in friendships, relationships and courses, right? You can kind of implement this to anything. But I feel like sometimes we feel like if we sort of stop, right, we're doing a disservice to ourselves, or we're going to hurt somebody else's feeling or, or, right, something's going to happen, right? And, and that's not to say when the going gets tough, you know, clock out, right, stop. It's good to kind of give it a go. But at some point, it's important to know when it's best for you to, 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 to kind of call quits. And for me, I feel like looking back on, on my experience, I feel like um, from where I started, I think I really would have benefited from kind of uh, a new setting, right? Maybe, maybe new sites, new, new, new people, right? Um, and I think for me, when I look back, I go, I think experiencing another institution's resources, maybe either would have been the same for me, or I could have excelled and succeeded in ways that I would have liked to. So I look back and I go, that was a big one for me, you know, and, and, and I feel like a big part of it was I, I was afraid I was a quitter that I would have been throwing in the towel and it would have just meant that I, I couldn't keep it. I couldn't stay in. Um, and that's something that I, I look back on and I say, you know, things could have gone differently had I have said to myself, I'm not quitting. I just put everything that I could into this one thing. It's not working. It's not giving anything back to me. So, you know, it's okay to move on and try something new. 
Yeah. And I would also say there's nothing wrong with quitting. Uh, yes. I, 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 it's a struggle. I still struggle with that. Tanisha. I know I it's know. a struggle, but there's absolutely nothing wrong with quitting. And I think it's why we struggle with that. What have we been told about quitting and, you know, don't be a quitter and all of those things. And I'll give you an example. Like this weekend, some I, I was watching a movie and the movie I Googled like movies to watch and whatever. And the movie was highly rated. And I'm like watching this movie half an hour into the movie. I'm like, what? is this I'm really not enjoying this movie I find myself one hour into the movie I'm like what is this why am I watching and because I had already invested one hour in the movie I'm like let me watch the rest of the movie and at the end of it I'm like why did I even do that I knew half an hour and like this movie was not a movie that I would enjoy many people enjoyed it apparently based on reviews online and I also look at people doing this in majors, in career. And sometimes you need to go through the experience of trying one school and recognizing, hey, this is not right for me. I can actually switch, right? And when we have, you know, the societal message, and this can also come from family, and this can come from peers, and this can come from advisors. Like, no, it's not okay to quit. Mm-hmm. Again, that becomes internalized. Like, in, in terms of an identity, I'm a quitter. And the fact that we even make that identity bad, it's okay to quit. Like, there's nothing wrong with it. Yeah, and... and- it's it's and and I I I appreciate that so much, Tanisha. Because if I could if I could have heard that when I was 18, 19 years old, that I, that I would have I would have been over the moon. It's freedom, right? To just it like is. even know that because there's so much freedom. There's so much, uh, you know, like when we're talking about oppression in terms of I can't I can't get out of this. I've committed to this college, and now I have to go my full four years. No, you don't. You can change your mind about anything, basically. Yeah, and 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 it's true. And it's so funny because you know, you hear it and you're almost like, nah, you're you're pulling my chain, like no way. And and it's it's so funny because it almost sounds like like a scam. It's true, you know, because it's almost too good to be true. And it's it's hysterical because it's like, you know, we hold time as such valuable currency right? Where we are a part of something for so long, it's so difficult to step away from it, right? Because now you have an investment in it. So this idea of quitting sounds so easy, but to look and say, well, how do I get back all that time, right? It's easier for someone to say, I'd rather commit to it then lose any more time versus saying, well, if I stop now, yes, I put all this into it, but think about everything I can get out of by going into something new, you know? And, and when you said that funny enough, I, I always was interested in, in computers, right? I always liked, uh, I always liked the idea of like coding, you know, whether it was for movies or any of that. And I was so interested because Baruch had a CIS program, right? And I look back and as you said that, I say in my mind, if Tanuja was there and, and I had her voice that said, it's okay to quit, you know, if, if Baruch was so humble to have me back then, that could have been, that could have been the path that I could have went on, you know? And, and I think that's why this idea of, of sort of 
getting that message across is so important because it's essential for everyone to know in their life. It's okay to quit. And if anybody says anything about it, that is their opinion. It has nothing to do with you and it has no meaning on what value you provide, right? And I think that's sometimes the struggle, which is we get validation from other people, which is okay, which is good in certain moments, right? Or, or, or certain certain situations, but we cannot let their word be our bond. It cannot be what determines who we are. We have to be okay with knowing, with being comfortable with ourselves and knowing who we are. So that way, when the going gets tough and we need to get out, we know that it's okay, you know? So I, I think that is, I, that is going to live with me for the rest of today. And I hope for the rest of my life, Tanusha. I'm so happy to hear that. Um, because one of the things that we also need to look at is how we measure progress. If you're driving and you find out, oh, I'm actually going in the wrong direction or this direction, this is not where I, I intended to, to go. It's okay, turn the car back and go in the direction that you want to go in because that's you putting yourself on the path that's right for you. There's nothing wrong with that. Mm -hmm. And to to also start to change the narrative around that is so important. This is why we have this podcast. This is why we talk about human spaces to allow yourself to mess up, to make mistakes, to try things and recognize, I don't want to do that. You know, mm -hmm. it's okay to, to have that. And I'm so happy that you're sharing this, Matt, because I feel like a lot of people can relate to what you're saying because I've seen it so many times before mm -hmm. and not wanting to share that for fear that there is something wrong with them or people will see them as quitters or whatever it is. No. And that's why I, I go back to, you know, what I initially said at the beginning of our conversation, which is a lot of folks, right. I've never met somebody in my life that has not one regret. Right. And, and, and if somebody says they have no regrets, good for them. And, and you know, they could be the bearer of if that's truthful or not, but you know, just know that there are people that that do want to talk about it. It's just, it's a scary thing to talk about because you're being what you said, which was vulnerable. And that's not an easy thing to do. But I think it's important to know that there are people out there, right? Friends, family, uh, colleagues, right? Whatever, um, that share these similar ideas or that share these similar experiences, like you said, Tanusha. And it's important to know, you know, sometimes it's not always easy, but make you can make the first move. Talk about it. It's gonna be it's gonna be hard, but you know I guarantee that that person is gonna really take it in and be appreciative of knowing that there's someone who shares something similar to what they're going through, or at least just lives with the regret to know that hey, I'm not perfect. They're not perfect, and that's what being human's about. Yeah, and it also comes back to like you know, you trusting yourself in terms of knowing, like, if you're talking to somebody and that person is not really seeing you, that you felt, you feel like you're not heard, you feel like you're not understood, that you can actually say, this is not the right person for me to talk to mm -hmm. and go talk to somebody else, as opposed to feeling that shame that you mentioned before in terms of it's something wrong with you that just it, it's just so important to to understand that that there's nothing wrong with you for wanting to change your mind yeah absolutely it's essential that's how we grow you know it we don't want to stay stagnant in life right we always want to grow we always want to learn from our mistakes and we always want to 
continue doing what's working for us. And the only way to do that is by acknowledging, you know, acknowledging these feelings, acknowledging these truths, because they open up a whole new part of us, you know, and, and I always like to think when we get to the point where we can do that, we feel that aura, we feel that glow, right? We, 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 we know that happens when, when people are very invited by us, when they want to talk to us, because we promote a space that kind of without them knowing, without them being able to put their tongue on it, it's a space that we've explored ourselves, you know? So um, it's sort of like a pay it forward mentality, but I a hundred percent agree with that point. Was there any other things that you wish you had done differently, Matt? For me, I feel like the, the list could go on, right? And, and it comes to like little things, you know, like, which are okay, you know, but the biggest regret that I'll say is just not doing something about them. Right. And I think that's why I, I was so happy with this conversation today, which was there's no time like the present to change. Right. And and when we live by this idea of regrets, right, we live by this idea that we can't change them. And in some ways, yes, we can't, because if we've done something, we can't change the past, but we can use the past to create a better future. You know, so just when I think about uh, a, a regret, I, just to kind of get into the grand scheme of it, I would just say a, a regret that I live by is not wanting to change the regrets of the past. And, and I, I hope that doesn't sound cliche, but it, I think it's important to recognize because it's one thing to talk about it, but because venting is important, but you also have to know when it's essential to do something about it. Right. And, and I think that's a, a, that's an important concept to understand where it's okay to vent, but if it's getting to the point where it's really affecting you, then that's sort of your cue to kind of say, I, I need to do something about it. And it doesn't mean you have to do something alone, right? You find the people that are supportive that will help you through it. But that would be just something that I would sort of and for my point for regrets, which is to always remind myself that I can change what I've, I can't, I can't change what I've done in the past, maybe, but I can use it to kind of change my future. Um, so that's kind of just one, one last thing that I think about in terms of the regrets department. Excellent. And yeah, everything that you've done in the past is what, what has led you to this point right now. And you can only start where you are. You can mm -hmm. only start right here, right now. Again, I, I, I so appreciate this conversation. I think it's a conversation that uh, is, is needed and we need to keep talking about these things. Mm -hmm. uh, because I, I know, you know, for a lot of people, the college experience, especially if you're a first generation student and it can feel difficult if you don't have people around you who, uh, you know, can relate or you feel alone in that experience to be able to talk about these things because a lot of people are not willing to talk about it because they, they don't want to, they don't feel safe um, mm -hmm. doing so. And this is why we have these conversations and I just so appreciate you um, being willing to share Matt. And I am confident that this is going to help so many people in terms of, um, you know, navigating their college experience. So yeah. you've been listening to the Seek Human Spaces podcast. Be sure to subscribe to be notified of new episodes. Catch you next time. And remember to be human.